you got to give the devil its due. You got to give the devil its due. What's going on, Hobby Lobby? Uh, there was a debate between Destiny, streamer Destiny, and Milo, uh, for those of you who remember Milo. Um, and let's just say that this was brutal. It was a brutal debate. Uh, the debate was surrounding Christian nationalism. Why this debate happened, I can't tell you. I'm not a genie. I'm not all-seeing. I'm not, you know, all-powerful. But what I will say is, it's no surprise. Um, where we find ourselves today in society is mostly surrounded by everybody wants a certain slice of the pie. And people will advocate for anything these days. It does not matter. Because we live in the age of social media and the internet and everybody can find their bubble and they can try to expand their bubble by any means necessary. Uh, Milo never talked about him on my channel. Um, not because I have anything personally against Milo. It's just I never found him interesting. I never saw anything that he did that I personally wanted to cover based on the type of content that I was interested in. But I've spoken about Destiny a few times. I've even written Destiny and tried to get a debate with him um, a few times, never heard anything back. I understand. He's probably a busy guy, but with that being said, I'm not a fanboy. I'm not an orbiter. I'm not somebody who's going to sit there and beg. Um, but little history before I get into this video, because it was brutal. It was brutal. And we're going to give the devil its due. But, uh, I identified as a conservative for the last, what, decade. Uh, I've been heavily conservative. I've been debating people, liberals mainly about policies and government, all of that. And, it's very recently I kind of shared all of my identities and swallowed my newly found clear pill and where I'm not interested in labels. I'm not interested in being a part of any tribe. I'm more so no tribe is the new tribe, but that's neither here nor there. It's just to let you know that I am not interested in taking any sides in this debate. I just want to show you how brutal it is. And I also want to give y'all my thoughts on it because this is just where we are. It's where we are people. It's where we are. So let's get it pulled up and let's see how this goes. And I'm not playing the whole thing. The whole thing was almost, what, two hours or so. But this one, just some highlights. So let's get it. I have to give you some credit for um, having the cojones to show up in Tennessee uh, barely a month after the bullet-ridden bodies of children have been buried as a sort of representative for a culture that did it and as a representative of the culture that did it milo is starting his opening statement by saying that he must commend destiny for showing up after the shooting that happened and basically as a representative of the culture that was responsible for it now uh I'm no debate lord. Uh, I'm no you know, rocket scientist or anything. But this is very, very like, what the fuck, bro? Like, this is very inappropriate. I mean, who starts a debate like this? And not only are you trying to place the, the blame of dead children at the feet of somebody who's not responsible for it, but to start your argument off like this, I mean, bro, how far have you fallen? I mean, it's not that deep. If, if Milo, if you want to be walking back into the fold, this ain't the way to do it, brother. This ain't the way to do it. Offering anything but condolences and sympathy. I think it's disgusting. I think it's a given. The average human being is a decent person. The average person, I'm going to make the assumption right here, right now. I don't care what color you are, what religion you represent, any of that. I would assume that the average person is a given that they are sorry for what happened to those children. They at least have some kind of sympathy and empathy. I think it's shameful. How dare you? How dare you show up here offering anything but sympathy? This is hate words right here. This is hate words. Now, some people are not going to notice it. Some people are going to try to put their blinders on and say, oh, no, he's just calling it out for what it is. Stop it. Stop it. Because he's not just calling out for what it is. What he's doing is painting his opponent in a certain light, making that person basically the embodiment of evil. Only an evil person would do X, Y, and Z. Only an evil person would feel that way. 
And for the people who follow or somehow agree with Milo, what do you do with evil? And it's not going to take too long to figure that out. Because, you know, I think, uh, I should have stand or something. Uh, Get it together, Milo. We're familiar with what happened in Tennessee. We're less familiar with the reasons why. Um, but the reason was that at any given time in society, there are about 20% of people who are just fucking nuts. Um, and those people will glom on to whatever the fad is for people who are fucking nuts. Um, so the current fucking nuts is trannies. Uh, you can see in the... You know, this is crazy, right? And this is something that really upset me after the shooting. I heard conservative pundits trying to drum up the beat of the, the trans movement as being solely responsible for what happened, right? But we have shooters who are not, most shooters are not of the trans community. Most shooters. Why is it that everybody is so hawkish to jump on that fact? This is pure politics. If you are conservative, and many of you are who watch and listen to my show. Like I said, I've been a conservative for the past 10 years. If you're a conservative and you don't see what they're doing, you don't see how they only try to jump on the issues that verify their positions and force feed it down to you. Everybody has this inherent bias. I'll say it like this. When you're political, everybody's missing one eye. Everybody's blind in one eye and nobody can see it. This is why I decided to drop my label because I see liberals do the same exact thing. If this was a white guy who was considering himself a Catholic or whatever, went to school or whatever and shot it up, it'd be, oh, hate against the LGBTQ community because of his Christian roots and what he's listening to Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro. It's like, is this what we're going to do? It's ping pong. Back and forth. Poop. And you never get anywhere. The social There's no money in getting anywhere. Trends when you uh, you plot uh, anorexia and bulimia, which was the big thing when I was growing up, against the new nuts. That there's basically about one in five people who are just not really all there, and will kind of do whatever. But when you hand those people, those unstable and dangerous people, a victimhood script when you give them a license to commit violence in the name of their supposed identities instead of giving them the treatment and the love and the prayers that they need. That's a form of conflation, right? And uh, I have no problem beating up on Destiny if I hear Destiny say something that I disagree with. Like, I disagree with Destiny about abortion or a few other numerous issues, right? But, like, call a spade a spade, right? It's like we playing spades. A heart is a heart. A spade is a spade. You, 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 you don't get to... You don't get to play fast and loose with concepts. Uh, and that's what a lot of people want to do. On one hand, he's conflating two different things. Listen to it. Well, a victimhood script. When you give them a license to commit violence in the name of their supposed identities instead of giving them the treatment and the love and the prayers that they need. When you say that somebody's a victim, it does not... Victimhood does not equal violence. Victimhood does not equal violence. You know why? Because there is a large segment of different people walking around in America today who feel like they're victims who don't commit violence. Now, there are people who do commit violence, but there are people who commit violence in every single group. Who People who don't feel like they're a victim. I've, com I've committed violence. I've done time for committing violence. So, and I didn't feel like a victim at the time. There's, more complexity going on in our society that anybody wants to admit. It's layers and layers and layers of things going on here. Why do we look to these, these debate leaders and these moral leaders to guide us into what we should believe and what we should think and how we should analyze the world, especially when most of them don't have a nuanced brain? Most of them can't really handle the complexities of it. They're not even humble enough to, to try. And why? Because... They know that if they pick a lane, stick to that lane, and run head first down that lane, then 
they're going to pick up the most followers and the most groupies and the money's going to flow in. The money's going to flow in. It's the freaking simple concept. But this is what we want. I don't blame Milo. I don't blame anybody. I blame us. I blame society. You turn those people into killers. You turn those people in. Why am I yelling at y'all? Y'all deserve better. I'm sorry, Hobby Lobby. Y'all deserve better. I know y'all. Y'all ain't like this. Into uh, time bombs. And there used to be something in America that would protect against that. Mm. It was Christianity. Mm. As I check, Christianity is still a majority religion in America. So it's still here. It's always been here. I think it's shameful that anybody would show up so soon after a tragedy caused by the kind of ideologies that you support. Have we verified that? Has it been verified at this point that the person did this because of their ideology, because it has something to do with trans, or was the person just trans? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I assume there was uh, some messages or something of that sort that uh, they had from the person, maybe a, a manifesto or some kind of writings. So uh, I haven't kept up with that story enough to find out because... I really don't care about mass shooters. I really try to avoid even paying attention to what the mass shooter had going on because I don't want to give them my time and energy. And a lot of mass shooters want to feel as if they're going to be remembered and people are going to tune in and pay attention to them. So I just I did, I tuned out, you know, um, about the shooter itself. But y'all let me know in the comment section. And do anything but offer sympathy and condolences and celebrate... The ideology that has protected us against this sort of thing for so long. It's outside the scope of our evening this evening to uh, prove or disprove the, the truth of Christianity or, or, or Christ or whatever. Um, but I'll, I'll make a few points. Um, there is no America without Christ. And the reason for that is that um, this... How do you prove that? I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, like, genuinely concerned. That's a, a, a statement. There is no America without Christ. How do you go about proving it? Can you, can you, can you produce an, uh, an experiment and prove that? Can you, like, show me the results? Like, here, here's an America with Christ. Here's America without Christ. See that there is no America without Christ. Like, these are a statement, but, like, you will never, ever be able to prove that unless... All Christians in America decide not to be Christian tomorrow. And I highly doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. This is about my side versus your side. I'm saying things to my side to make them... Look, usually when groups feel as if they're not as powerful or as strong as they used to be, they start feeling a little skittish. They, they, want, they start fighting back. They start trying to say, hey, look, if you, if you get rid of this, there's going to be some consequences, right? And... I can understand that's how we behave. You know, that's how tribes work. That's how, you know, communities work. Well, you're very skeptical of the people different than you and on the outside of you. Rightfully so, because sometimes that means danger. So uh, we need the leaders. We need the people who are level-headed and reasonable enough to analyze the threat and try to make sense of it. But, uh, look, I, I'm 100% for Milo having a platform and being able to speak, and people should be able to listen to him. I, I'm 100% for anybody else being able to have a voice, as long as you're not advocating for violence. Hell, say whatever you want. Um, that's that's the beautiful thing about freedom of speech in America. I'm not just for freedom of speech when you're saying something that I agree with. I am for freedom of speech for people saying things that I disagree with. Um, you know, let's not forget that the left, uh, there are people on the left who want to get rid of J.K. Rowling. But if you rewind, uh, what, two decades ago? Uh, there was two, three decades ago, somewhere around there, uh, maybe 25 years ago, there were people on the right trying to cancel J.K. Rowling, saying her books were about witchcraft and that they shouldn't be sold to children and all of this stuff. Like, you start to realize this ping pong matches just keeps going, just keeps going. Maybe I should just sit back and enjoy the ride. This is an intrinsically and fundamentally Christian nationalist uh country by which we mean it's built into the architecture of the nation there's no getting away from it you can lie about it you can pridefully uh, claim that you know or you can be good people without christ you can't um you're just inheriting uh, a system of good and evil from so what about the muslims uh what about the hindus 
Buddhist? What about the pagans? The Wiccans? Like what? Like let's go down the list of the the many thousands of religions. Uh, you telling me that none of those people can be moral? None of those? They're they're all just mimicking? Because last time I checked, Hinduism predates Christianity. Were you telling me at no point would those people ever had any sense of morality? Are you saying that people didn't know before Christianity that thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal? Like, those are not good behaviors to create a productive society because Judaism predates Christianity and those things come from Judaism. And Jews don't accept Christ. So are you saying Jews can't be moral without Christ? Oh my God. Like, now somebody's going to listen to that, what he just said, and be like, yup, 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 yup. Drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid. And stop and think just a little bit. Now, some people, y'all going to be in y'all bubble. Anything that I'm saying is going to blow right past you because you're just so obsessed with taking a side. I can't help you. In the culture in which you grew up, which accords with the natural law. America was founded, as Adams told us, with a constitution that is wholly unsuited to the governance of anyone but a moral and religious people. And when he Yeah, but moral and religious doesn't mean one religion and one moral. You know, different people disagree about morals. Like, Christians disagree about different morals and what's right and what's wrong. You know, their religion is not that solid. Like, everybody has different denominations and different sects. Like, it's just not that black and white. It's like, yeah, yeah, our founder said that. Yeah, okay. You know, he was still a human. He ain't going to get everything right. Everything you say ain't going to be gold. It might glitter, but it may not be gold. But that's okay, you know. We we, we appreciate the general guidance. We appreciate some of the, the great ideas that the founders had and laid out before us. And I think that to this day, we are better off because of it. But let's not act as if everything that a founder said must be inherently true. He said religious, he meant Christian, although he himself was uh, uh, wandered through various different kinds of heresy. Um, what, what Adam said was that this country is, that it's, it's, it's founding documents, that it's founding architecture. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights were wholly and fundamentally unsuited to the governance of anything but a moral and religious people. Do you think that America uh, is comprised of a moral and religious people today? Obviously it is not. Majority of people in America are Christians or spiritual in some shape, form, or fashion. Just because there's a rise in like people who consider themselves nuns or people who don't uh, identify with a certain religion or some people who are atheists or whatever the case may be, does not mean like how much percentage of America must be Christian and a specific sect of Christian for you to consider it to be a Christian country. Like, I can go through this conversation that he's having right now and just literally break it all down and knock down every single thing that he is saying. And I don't even want to. But sometimes you hard-headed. Sometimes you, you just hear things and you just like, I got time today. Today I got time, cuz. You know what I mean? And what he meant specifically was Christianity because the way that America set up outsources morality to Christianity. And without it, it doesn't work because jury trials don't work when people vote with race instead of conscience. Bro, do you not understand that for the longest in America, bro, that people were being abused and misused because of their race? And what you consider to be a Christian country, that was happening then. Black people weren't getting fair trials then. Young kids were murdered because they whistled at a white woman. Then, in a Christian country. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Being Christian does not guarantee anything. As we have seen throughout history. The Protestants and the Catholics were killing each other. And truth. Uh, a society doesn't work when people don't obey contracts, don't uh, obey their word when they're oath breakers. The architecture of America rests fundamentally on a bedrock of Christianity without which the entire thing falls apart. And I'm not even blaming Christianity. Not blaming Christianity at all. I'm not saying Christianity teaches people to do this. All I'm just saying is 
having a majority Christian country or having most people in the country Christian don't guarantee any of those things that he's recommending will happen. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Understand the difference between the critique of people's behaviors versus the critique of a religion. Now, I'm not a Christian. Never claim to be. But I can understand the difference between how somebody de decides to practice their beliefs versus how some people actually practice their beliefs and the impact and effects it may have on the world. That's exactly what's happening. And you don't have to take my word for it. You don't even have to take Adams's word for it, but one of uh, your own Supreme Court justices, somebody who was uh, famously left-wing, Rehnquist, I think it was. Can't bother to look it up, but um, he said that everything in America presupposes the legal system, the social system, the government. Everything in America presupposes the existence of the Judeo-Christian God. Let's start with this Judeo-Christian God nonsense, right? I, we we got to put this to, to bed right now. There is no Judeo-Christian concept. Judeo-Christian concept is a word is uh, a combination of two religious concepts in order to create some kind of cohesive uh, following amongst the right. There is no Judeo-Christian God because Jews do not accept Jesus Christ as the, as the son of God. They do not consider him to be the savior, whereas Christians do. Right? Not only that, through numerous occasions throughout history, Jews have been persecuted by Christians. And Christians started out being persecuted by Jews. Um, there is... They, they cannot believe that they are serving the same God. Now, Christians will claim that they're serving the same God as the Jews and that Jesus is just the son of that God and et cetera, et cetera. But they're not united. They're not the same religion. They're separate religions. One has been co-opted by the other and make extra claims that the other one just says, no, I don't believe you. So if what you're saying is true, it can't be my God. Judeo-Christian is a way to marry the two religions in a way to create a political, ideological movement amongst Jewish people and Christians in order to keep some kind of level of cohesiveness between Christians and Jews, which I admire, but it's being weaponized as we're all against these people or we're all in this together against those people. Okay, why can't it be Judeo-Christian Islam? Isn't Islam just a, a certain iteration of Ju Judaism? Why are you excluding Islam? Pay attention to what they're doing. This is why I haven't been debating so many people on my show lately. This is why I've been trying to avoid certain political issues because it's just madness. I hear a lot of the people that are famous or popular and I just lose my mind hearing some of the things they say. But to go after them is literally suicide because everybody wants to be in a cult. They demand loyalty from you because if you don't listen to them and you don't follow them, you're not moral. You're not for the cause. This is destroying our country. If I would say anything is a threat to our democracy and a threat to America, it's the political pundits and the leaders who are force-feeding the society division, force-feeding tribalism, all for the sake of getting rich. Without that, it all comes tumbling down. And without that, it is coming tumbling down. And without that, we're not able to give people who have terrible uh, sicknesses and weaknesses and defects the help that they need. Instead, we hand them victimhood scripts and they shoot up schools, they shoot up... Uh, churches, whether they are young white guys on antidepressants or whether they're transgender people who are told that it's white Christians are responsible for all of, the, all of their uh, miseries. Where's the data to back any of that up? I know there's a lot of mental health going on. And yeah, most of these people are probably on some type of drugs or they feel lonely, they feel isolated. There probably are numerous, like I said, it's probably an onion where you just compound and compound layers and layers of things that would put somebody in a position to kill children. Like you, there, there's something deep and dark going on with that, right? No, make no mistake about it. But like, people will just throw out platitudes as if it just explains away what's going on. Like, no, this is a serious problem. 
And if you're not going to take it serious enough to actually find out what's really the root cause of what they're doing, and you're just going to say, oh, well, my side believes this, so I'm just going to just throw all that out there. You know, it must be these things, right? Don't come at me talking about you want to stop these things if you're not willing to put the work in to actually try to stop these things. Or at least referring to the people who are actually trying to study these things and get to the bottom of it. Kids die. Everybody got their own narrative when it's, when it's time to, oh, we need to control guns. We need more gun control. We need Everybody's trying to, trying to politicize this. There ain't no politicizing it. It's find out the root of why these people are doing these things. Let's get to the bottom of it. Save children. Let's save some kids. Not because I got this theory. It must be the guns. It must not be the guns. Security. Like, no. Dedicate a specific team of smart, intelligent people to find out, to make study, the literature, find out, put it in the computer, run the data, run the simulations, whatever you got to do to get to the bottom of the common denominators of why people go off and kill children and then bring it to the public and let's find a real solution to stop it. We, we can spend money on wars. We can spend money on a war on drugs, terrorism, all of this different stuff. Well, how about let's spend an enormous amount of money saving our children? It is Christianity that keeps us nice to each other, that keeps us being good to one another. And... What about... What about... What about Hindus? What's keeping them being good to each other? If you toss it out, as happened in 1776, here, you have a really big problem on your hands because... I also want to point something out, right? People have this idea that America was destined to be what America is because of the founders and their wisdom and all that. Yeah, that played a major role, but let's not overlook some things that were vital to America becoming number one. Like, people don't ever bring this up. Bro, if it wasn't for World War One and World War Two, America may not be what it is today. World War One and World War Two gave America a major advantage in the world. Given the amount of destruction and the just the whole geopolitical situation in Europe and all of the lives lost and the money spent and given America's unique position, not being in Europe, but being in a continent far away from Europe. And the resources that we was able to muster and all of that, like and the, 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 the alliances and all of that, like that really helped shape America to be what it is today. And none of that had to do with religion or anything uh, or the, the founding, like all of that had to do with timing and luck, which were some people's bad luck. But let's, let's think about that. Societies are made and built by a probably millions of factors that nobody would ever say history is so weird like that world war one happened because some guy got lucky and killed the wrong guy by accident he meant to do it but he had given up and it just so happened that the dude ended up driving down the wrong street and he saw him and killed him and a whole world war one happened which led to world war two just like something as significant as that, as small as that, insignificant, right, can lead to a whole different outcome in history. And we're supposed to just know that this must be this one thing that made America what it is? No, that's not how life works. And I'm going to say something very radical and difficult to say in Tennessee of, of all places. There are freedoms afforded to Americans that are too radical and too great and too daring without the insulation of Christianity. The First and Second Amendments don't work unless everyone's Christian. They don't work and they're not working. They're not functioning. You can't give crazy atheists guns. You can't give crazy atheists guns. Here we go. Here we go. For one, these are the bad people. They're evil. We are the good people. We are the ones who deserve guns. These people don't. I wonder where that leads. You know, sounds like something Hitler would say. 
sounds like something Hitler would say. And I'm not equating Milo to Hitler. I'm just saying it would be a very useful tool in the arsenal of Hitler. It would be. Hey, man, maybe we shouldn't give these Jews guns because, like, they're not moral. They're this. They're not human. Like, come on, man. I'm an atheist. I have plenty of guns. I don't go out and do those types of things. I would say you don't want to give crazy people guns at all. I don't care what you belong to. Whether you was raised a Buddhist, Christian, ex, if you're crazy, you shouldn't have a gun. Well, I, I don't even know why I'm taking this so serious. Nobody's taking Milo seriously. No, no serious person is taking Milo seriously at this point. Why am I? I can't even make it to destiny. I can't even make it to destiny argument because it's like, it's already 30 minutes I've been recording this video and I've made it through almost seven minutes. And it's just like, it, it's just every time Milo opens his mouth, and like I said, I don't have a dog in this fight. I just, uh You can't let shameless liars say whatever they want about other people in public without consequence. Like you just did with Destiny at the very beginning? There's a sort of, um, there's a sort of unwritten rule that sits behind everything in America. And it is that these are all the things you get to do because we know that you can handle it. We know that you can be trusted with this because you love God, because you respect life, because you won't take other people's lives, because you'll keep your word. Bro, there are parts in the Bible where God literally sends people to kill other people. Let's not act like being a Christian can make everybody beyond killing another person. I don't see why we have to behave like, why we have to just ignore obvious facts. Why do we do this? You know, okay, all right. I'm going to give Milo a benefit of the doubt here. It may be that Milo has put himself in such a position to where he can only make money by developing some kind of uh, public image because he put himself out there in the world and now he's known as this guy. And to go back and work a regular job, he may not be hireable. He may not be able to get, you know, the money or the income that he needs. So he has to keep going. And this is just his later latest iteration of trying to capture some audience and keep a, a level of significance, which like I said, I'm never for canceling. I'm never for shutting anybody down. Um, even when Milo is saying some, some of the things that he's saying, right? Let, let the debate happen. I think that destiny is like, yo, let the debate happen, which I admire. One thing I always admired about destiny is the fact that he will debate people he disagree with. Right. And that's what it's always been about. It doesn't have to be to win. Like, I don't care about winning a debate. I care about being more effective. Um, but at the same time, I appreciate people who generally are open to free discussion and entertaining what the other side is saying. I've been on liberal shows where I just feel as if this person is just not genuinely interested in understanding exactly what I'm saying. And it's frustrating. I've had liberals on my show and I've let them talk and talk and talk and talk and explain their position so that my audience could understand what they were saying. And I have yet to ever been being been offered that by a conservative or by a liberal. Um, I've, I've had experiences where I went on other conservative shows and just was disgusted with the level of intellect and the level of discussion, just disgusted by it. But Oh, God help us, right? Without that, the First and Second Amendments become a sort of license to abuse one another or to kill one another. They become a license to lie. They become a license to murder. They become too much freedom. It doesn't become a license to do anything good either. Like... Oh, you'll do all this bad stuff. Well, some people will do bad stuff. Some people will do good stuff. Some people say, hey, you know, this might be the only life I have. Well, I just want to take care of my family. I want to make every moment count. I want to be happy. I want to spread love. I want to, you know, just experience what life has to offer, travel. Like, you know, we're just going to run to the negative. Because there is such a thing. And all right, all right, this country is part right, of Milo. others. That's enough for you. You're built with... Oh, God. Oh, God. Today? 10 minutes. Okay.
Let's see what Dustin has to say. Hey, we've got viewers gathered from all across the world tuning in to a debate between me and Milo, where Milo is going to argue that we should turn the USA into an isolated, authoritarian, zealously religious country. <laughs> I think that technology is the Pandora's box that has changed this country and this world forever, and I don't think we're ever going back to the days of public squares and mail service by horse. Cultural, cultural exchange is happening, whether you like it or not, quite literally at the speed of light. We could do something of that sort. Like, let's let's just say for the people who want to live like that, let's make room for them. Like, remember when the Black Lives Matter uh, leaders and some of the you know woke uh, you know leftists were arguing that we should defund the police. I'm like, okay, uh, let's not not defund the police, but let's give them a zone to themselves and let them have no police or defund their police and see how it works. I'm all about testing these ideas. Let's see how it works. Let the Christian nationalists carve up a little piece of land in one of these states who's willing to give it up if they're willing to pay for it and let them run this little experiment. And let's see if they are on to something. Let's see. I'm all about, let's pull that wolf ticket. Let's pull that card. Let's see if you really bought what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's put, let's run the experiment. That's why I like state rights. I love states to be able to run their own little experiments without it destroying the rest of the country. And if it works, then the rest of the country will see it works, and they don't start adopting it. If it don't work, then it's isolated to one specific state. You know? Even right now, potentially hundreds of thousands or even millions of people around the world are listening to me and Milo have this debate. The only way to type this, to stop this type of cultural exchange, is through the militant authoritarianism that Milo is talking about on this stage. Destiny wrote that opening statement. I, I, I guess I don't know if Milo wrote his. I couldn't tell or not, but Destiny wrote his. I mean, Destiny came like prepared and actually taking it seriously. Which I would, I would, I, I, I thought Destiny would have kind of went off the, the cuff. I'm more of an off the cuff kind of guy. Uh, but I guess Destiny probably felt like what this conversation was too serious to go off the cuff because, you know, uh, people are going to be uh, having some dangerous ideas and he wanted to make sure he came prepared. I don't know, but that's funny. I, I just think it's funny. That might be through his being against the First Amendment. That might be against his taking away of the Second Amendment. And that might be through the institution of a state religion. This means the destruction of our freedom of speech, our ability to produce media, satire, and comedy, and our ability to communicate openly on the social media platforms we've all, unfortunately, grown addicted to. <clears throat> After Milo gets his way and abolishes the First Amendment, is he going to be the one deciding who we can or cannot make fun of on Twitter? No, he won't be. If Milo got what he was asking for, Milo would probably be one of the first people to go. Let's be honest. You think that the pure... Christian, white, straight family is going to just have Milo as their spokesperson talking about a Milo's not on the top of the list. Trust me. He's not going to be one of the people calling shots. Is the world really going to return to how it was before? Before birth control? Before women had the right to work? Before, before gay people were allowed to get married? Before we were allowed the ability to freely worship whatever God we wanted? Or abstain from worship altogether? I reckon that we cannot close Pandora's box. Christian nationalism, as it stands today, isn't even a coherent ideology. Its proponents will argue whether there's an ethnic component, whether one needs to be Catholic or not, and whether one needs to even be a Christian or a supporter at all in order to idolize uh, somebody for a Christian nationalist ideology. How many more porn stars does Donald Trump need to work his way through behind his wife's back before Christian nationalists stop worshiping him as their savior? Ooh, ooh. I, I, look, I know that Destiny was being quippy with that. He was being a little edgy on that. I would, I probably would have left that part out, right? And uh, I mean, it, it was a, a, it was a shot that he was willing to take. Like, like me myself personally, I voted for Donald Trump, right? Um, in 2016, and people always made the moral argument of Donald Trump isn't a moral person. Donald Trump married this person this many times or whatever, X, Y, and Z. But I would argue that I don't care if my president, I don't care about my president's sex life. I really just don't care about my president's sex life. I really don't. And honestly, sometimes you need a bad person to run your country. Just because a bad person is a bad person don't mean they won't run a country well. Sometimes you need a bad dude to handle bad people. Like, I just never bought that argument. If we're talking specifically about that argument, like, you're telling me that the only people who can be in office are people who have a pristine background? Like, why? Why? Some people think 
an atheist president would be horrible because they don't believe in God. They don't consider that to be pristine. Everybody has their own different idea of what a pristine life is. I mean, whatever your reasons were being against Donald Trump, I always thought that was a silly one. It's just like, uh, but they were trying to point out the hypocrisy of people saying that, you know, uh, cheating on your wife or being divorced X amount of time, like all of that is immoral and it's against God. And yet Christians have claimed that they are against people who do those things, yet they're going to support somebody who does. That's a whole nother onion that I'm not finna decipher right now. As small as Christian nationalism is as a movement, even with it being as small as it is, there is still endless infighting. Anyone who's taken a gander recently at Milo, Ali Alexander, or Fuentes' Telegram account can attest to that. And now, with an already fractured and fighting minority movement, some want to put even more restrictions, such as race, lineage, sex sexuality, LGBT status, or geography, on who ought to be allowed to join their movement. The glory days of Christianity are largely over. While the number of worshippers have ebbed and flowed through time, it's impossible for us to return to where we came from. In 1999, almost 70% of Americans were part of a church, synagogue, or mosque. And just 20 years later, in 2020, according to Pew Research, that number has fallen to just 47%, a minority of the population for the first time in U.S. history. We need to be realistic about the coming years. We need to help our young men and women find purpose in the world and stop pretending like some Christian nationalism is the answer. I agree with that statement, all right? I was hoping that Destiny would give me some stuff to riff off on because somebody going to say, you're biased, you're biased, and I, I really want to riff off of it. But here, so far, everything has been solid. I mean, it, it does. Like, you can't put the genie back in the freaking bottle. Uh, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to learn. And one critique I heard one time, and, you know, you might think I'm crazy, but I read the Unabomber Manifesto. And Unabomber Manifesto said that conservatives were uh were crazy he was saying that because on one hand you can't argue for the free market and the advancement of you know company and corporations without also advocating for change because by definition when you allow things to advance and technology to advance then people are going to change you can't have it both ways but yet you're advocating for the free market and advocating for the ability for companies to create all these new products and change the world but yet at the same time you want people to remain the same and it's not people are going to change along with the technology um and you know that was a critique that i had to take heavily especially as a conservative i was like i wrestle with that you know um so you know I think a coherent conservative position should always be that we're trying to preserve those things that work. Um, we're not saying that everything from the past is golden. We're, we're trying to say that there are certain fundamental things that work and we should do our best to preserve those things. Like uh, the family um, dynamic, you know, a mom and dad raising their children because, you know, it's a more stable environment. The uh, children turn out in most cases to be better off. Like, you know, you want to preserve that because it works. And so far, we haven't really found anything that on mass that can replace that. So, like, we're not arguing that everything should stay the same. Your conservative position should never be no changes. Your conservative position should be preserving those institutions and those norms which have proven to work time and time and time again that we have yet to find a more suitable replacement for. We need to find ways to get our young people engaged with their friends, family, and their communities in ways that synergize with the technological explosion the entire world has experienced. If Christian nationalists want to continue to practice Christianity in America, then I say we let them. However, we should never allow them to take away our right not to do the same. I mean, I, I don't really know. I can't say anything about that, bro. I can't. Why is this even happening? Like, Destiny is a weird dude, bro. You weird dude, bro. Like, I know his hair wasn't always blue. He dyed his blue hair for support or something like that or whatever. Like, kudos for that. But, like, small, white, slash, Hispanic guy, whatever, just, like, going out there, taking on the world. Uh, takes on liberals, takes on conservatives, takes on any movement. The man is just like, I'm trying to find the truth and cut to the edge. And what's I like about him? Even though we don't come to the same conclusion on certain things, like, in the spirit of it. My nigga. Y'all may never hear me say that, but I, like, <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> now, if y'all hate Destiny because he ain't on y'all political side or whatever the case may be, I would say that you don't have to like everything he said or what he stands for, but you can respect the spirit.
We will now have five minutes of rebuttals from each of you guys. So we'll start with Milo. You have five minutes. Thank you. If the movement, uh, such as it is, I didn't realize there was one, but um, if, if Christian nationalism is not yet adequately defined, it's because nobody used it before two years ago, um, which it seems to me to be perfectly reasonable. Trump is not a religious leader in any sense, and you're making a classic mistake of people who don't understand religion, don't understand God, and don't understand their own country when you say, uh, hold Trump up as a kind of moral example. Render unto Caesar. We don't Some people do see Trump as a religious leader. I've seen many people say that Trump was chosen by God. And that Trump is exactly who God intended to be there to lead us back to a more uh, religious Christian, you know, uh, foundation and root. Not everybody, but some people do see Trump as a religious leader. Not, I wouldn't say a religious leader, but at least designated by God. I mean, you can, I mean, could be one and the same. Not everybody. Some people see Donald Trump as just somebody who really stands or really willing to push the policies that they want to see, which a lot of conservatives or Republicans just simply won't push and won't fight for them. You know, don't expect that our presidents should be like Jesus because they're not here to do Jesus's job. Um, so, no, um, we have plenty of religious leaders who are not like Jesus, a, a pastor, a reverend, uh, a priest. Are, these are religious leaders. They're not necessarily nobody saying they're Jesus or anything. It's interesting you talk about women's rights. I mean, Christianity is the, <laughs> sorry, I mean, <laughs> you know, I just don't know how hard to go in, really. I mean, uh, you know, you're talking about the religion that gave women uh, consent in marriage. You're talking about the religion that gave women the right to say no, that elevated them from chattel into human beings. You want to return women to chattel. You want women to be like your wife, passed around town. I think that Milo was getting into his preaching mode. Like, he's like, I'm finna set it off in this mother. I think he really was about to, like, he, he was like, I'm finna lay the smack down on that shit. Let's, let's get real here. Let's see how it ends. And women to chattel. You want women to be like your wife, passed around town. Now, I will argue that if you listen to Destiny from time to time, you'll hear that Destiny says he nowhere near advocates his lifestyle for most people. He says that constantly. He said he is a unique person in a unique situation that he may not, his lifestyle may not be suitable for most people. He said that on numerous occasions. I'm not sure if Milo actually watches Destiny's content or are familiar with it, but I, I, I would argue that's a cheap shot because that's not actually what Destiny would stand for. Uh, you know. I'm sorry, but I, I'm not going to take moral lectures on the rights of women from somebody who treats their, supposedly, their wife in what ought to be a holy sacrament as a communal sex toy. Give me a break. Give me a break. I'm Bro, don't hit your words. <laughs> like, like, I know that, like, uh, in this world of conversation and debate, you can't get physical. I understand, like, it's best to keep things cordial. But, like, if those ain't hitting words, like, you, if you came at somebody like that, where I'm from, oh, it's finna go down. Like, it's finna, some violence finna be done. <laughs> but, like, uh, I respect Destiny's demeanor and keeping it together. Um, you know, bringing the man wife into it or whatever the case may be. I'm not gonna take moral lectures from somebody who, for all intents and purposes, may as well have a flashlight instead of a wife, who demeans and besmirches her honor, who speaks about a woman who should be treated with the reverence and respect and love that we treat our own mothers with, like she was something you could buy. <laughs> bro, bro, look at Destiny's face. Yo, look at Destiny's face, bro. Bro, look at Destiny's face. Oh, God. <laughs> it's one of those moments where you just like, what the? Oh, man. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny because it's like, if, if anybody was on the receiving end of this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> if I could just. See what Destiny's thinking right now. Not what he's going to say, but what he's thinking right now. Is it like... 
this motherfucker and put my uh, motherfucker and went there. <laughs> go to my car. I'm gonna go to my car. I'm gonna pull out the scrap. I'm gonna pop the trunk. Whoa, we finna get dirty and nasty up in here. Oh my goodness, Milo taking it there, boy. Milo just been being disrespectful the whole night. <laughs> and love that we treat our own mothers with. Like she was something you could buy. Like she's something that just, just to get off with. And he just keeps going on and on and on about this point. I really don't feel like as if he have any other points. Like he just like, oh, this is good. I'm just gonna stick with this. Passed around to other men while you watch. Flicking yourself off. <laughs> I feel like Milo getting off of this. Off of this. It's like he describing the whole act. Oh, God. Oh, God. Somebody, somebody's dying in Somebody dying in the crowd just like me. And not Destiny's laughing. Oh, God, you got to have a sense of humor. Oh, God. So forgive me if I decline to take any lectures from you on women's bloody rights. As for gay rights, no thanks. I didn't want them when I was having sex with men, and I don't want them now. Catholicism and Islam are growing, in case you aren't familiar with the world outside these borders. And the reason for that is that everybody sees what a bloody mess we're all in, thanks to globalization, thanks to the information economy, thanks to the kinds of changes that he says are inexorable, because, like a lot of undereducated people, he doesn't have much of a grasp of the world before he was born. Um, Apparently you don't either. You said a lot of stuff in your opening statement. I was just like, have you not been paying attention to history at all? Have you learned nothing? I think if you were to uh, glance a little further back, whether it were to ancient Greece or Rome or the Holy Roman Empire, you would see plenty of examples in history or even, dare I say it, the Weimar Republic. A little bit closer to our own era in which an era of rampant sexual degeneracy was indeed replaced. It's like comparing apples to oranges. We're talking about a different technologically global world where we have technology, we have resources, farming, the way our society is set up, the, the plentifulness of resources. Like You can't just like make a, a complete comparison from like ancient civilizations to today. You know, like, uh, like that would be trying to summarize, like, what happened in that place and trying to just boil it down to one instant or one reason why things turned out the way they did. By some quite stern social rules, to put it mildly. History is replete with examples of uh, what happens when the public gets sick of people like you fucking everything up, breaking everything apart, and destroying all the things that make society precious, that make relationships work. In fact, if... Once again, he's painting Destiny as uh, some evil that needs to be done away with. This is just bad argument. And, like, I don't feel like Milo's actually arguing anything specific. Like, how would you implement Christian nationalism? What exactly, like, policy-wise, what is it? What, what, what does this world of yours actually look like? How do you go about implementing these things? Like, you're just basically attacking the other side and demonizing the other side and blaming them for all the problems that you see in the world. If you are to look back in history as far as Greece and Rome, you might say that history is really the story of how people like you, given undue influence and larger platforms than they deserve, um, continually express views that are so far outside of the mainstream and so out of step with what ordinary people think that you have to be regularly slaughtered. And Like I said, and so the truth reveal itself. And I don't think Milo actually believes this. I think Milo is just putting on a character. He's he's putting on a character. He's trying to be as provocative as possible because that's what will fake people tune in and laugh. Milo just wants to catch people's eye. He wants people to tune in. So they're like, the attention is on me. The attention is on me. Pay to see me so I can get paid. I can get some money. But come on, man. 
and new governments have to be installed and coups have to be uh, 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 engaged in just to keep people like you in line because otherwise we'd all be dead. So I'm sorry, but I'm last time I checked, didn't Americans like our ancestors and the founders, uh, didn't a lot of people flee Europe and flee the UK and Britain or whatever the case may be because they were trying to evade a, a authoritarian religious monarchy? Like, come on, man. And there have been religious leaders and people killed and overthrown for numerous reasons as well. But I'm not, I'm, I don't know why I'm taking this as seriously as people. I'm certainly not going to take any kind of moral lectures from you on anything. But I've given you a few examples of why everything you just said is complete and absolute nonsense. But let me tell you, um, if your memory stretches back uh, and as your university, you're an educated person, it should be further than 1980. Uh, yeah, you absolutely can put it back in the box. And we must and we should, because otherwise America is done. All right, Destiny, you have five minutes for your rebuttal. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to respond to. Um, I think it's a little funny that... Um, Apparently, I'm so far outside of what people regularly think, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure I'm giving you a bigger audience than you've had in the past several years post your cancellation. Um, Destiny getting back spicy. I wonder if he was sitting there like, all right, okay, you want to bring out the claw? Let's get it. But I see that um, this is this is what the uh, this is what the dying this is what the uh, dying throws I guess of an internet provocateur as he self-described himself back when you were writing on the alt right then when you were writing on Trump now when you're, I guess you're not writing on guys anymore because apparently you prayed away the gay so whatever you're doing now um, but I won't get into all that I will uh, I'll take the high road despite the fact that you're one of the most obsessed with my wife's vagina gay guys I've ever seen in my entire life which is very fucking weird but um, very strange. Um, I'll kind of reiterate what I said before, I guess. I don't know how long we're going to do this. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm having a little... Huh? The video's loading. Hold on. Let's get it. Uh, let's see if I... Um, I'll kind of reiterate what I said before, I guess. Jokes. They don't really have any serious positions. They just sit up here trying to provoke. They really have nothing to offer the public, nothing to offer the public discourse, nothing to offer the people that are, um, I guess, trying to join and leave these movements because obviously, as we can see online, they are ever fracturing and ever infighting more and more every single day. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is just like... Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do here. <laughs> it's like you wanted me to build a castle, but all you gave me was water. Like, no sand. <laughs> Just like, I can't build a sand castle without sand, bro. You got to give me some sand. All right. We'll move on to the questions right now. Uh, the person who I will direct a question towards has five minutes to respond, and then the opponent has three minutes to respond to that. And the first question is for Milo. As we know, Christianity has a lot of denominations, and even amongst your faith, Catholicism, there are lots of conflicting interpretations of the Bible and, and other uh, differing opinions. How would you, in your Christian national society, coexist with non-Catholics? Uh, you don't have to... I mean... <laughs> my patron saint um, Louis IX the only canonized king of France um, says that uh, he knows what's coming already uh, uh, there must be Elijah I've been warned about you um, it said that um, you know it wasn't really proper for, uh, for, to, to, to debate these kinds of things and um, you know it's better to, to run somebody through with a sword than to, uh, uh, than to there it is again there it is again. To hear them uh, besmirch the faith or whatnot. Um, but if you think that uh, coexistence with Christians uh, is such an onerous and dreadful burden, um, perhaps you might like to tell the Jews uh, who seem to quite like it. Uh, in fact, Jews and Christians, it seems to me, do best uh, in the sort of situation that you have in the West. Sudan. Christian governing majority uh, and a Jewish minority so that we don't all get too super serious and uh, up ourselves and you know we have some good new interpretations of Mendelssohn now and again. Um, I, I, 
there aren't any conflicting uh, interpretations of the Bible in Catholicism. There is only uh, church teaching, and church teaching is, is uh, eternal, um, unless some pope comes along and, and decides that, uh, even Francis hasn't done that, that he's going to rip it all up. Um, coexisting with Christians is the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, and uh, I can't remember who gave this example, but if you heard footsteps, so this is not my, not my analogy, but if you heard footsteps coming up behind you uh, in a dark alley at night, would you feel safer if you knew that it was um, uh, Dylan Mulvaney or any church-going Christian? That's a weird, that's a weird, okay. All right, for Dustin, you have three minutes now to respond to that. Can you, I'm sorry, can you read the prompt again? Yeah, sure. As we know, Christianity has a lot of denominations. <laughs> Even amongst your faith, Catholicism, Miles' faith, uh, there are lots of conflicting interpretations of the Bible. How would your Christian national society coexist with non-Catholics? Well, I mean, the society that I advocate for is the one that exists today where people are allowed to worship whatever religion they want. I think that right now America is superior to a Christian nationalist version of it because if two different people decide they want to worship two different versions of Christianity, they have the right to do that. Obviously, in Milo's world, I guess the non-Catholics even, I think, would get killed. I don't know how many where the, the killing what starts the and stops um, for his version of Christian nationalism or ethnically. Anyone? I don't know where that starts or stops. I heard the run through the sword thing. Maybe you forgot what you said. I'm not sure what you were doing in the bathroom while we were waiting for you for 20 minutes here, but um, <laughs> maybe it's affecting your memory a little bit. It's, it's, but yeah, I think in the United States, I think one of the reasons why the United States works as well as it does is because we've allowed so many different people to come here, worship in the way that we want, or worship in the way that they want, and we should continue to allow them to do so. Yeah, it's that simple. Worship who the hell you want, how you want. Just leave other people alone. I love Christians. I love Muslims. I love Jews. I love everybody. I've met some amazing people of all different faiths, different religions, beliefs. It don't matter. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I've learned something from each and every one of them. I wouldn't trade some of my Christian friends for an atheist friend or anything of the sort. Like, that's what's beautiful about it. And we can have great conversations. But I would never, ever try to force something I thought on other people and make them believe or make them live a certain way. And I don't want them to do the other, the other, do it the other way around. Like, what is this? Like, you know, you can care for somebody without, like, trying to oppress them. Oppress them. And I think most religious people understand this, which is why I think Milo is not going to ever get to see what he is looking for. 40 minutes is a terribly long time to do a line of coke. <laughs> I was late because I was. Oh, I didn't hear what the guy said. I was late because I was. <laughs> Somebody said, "What's his name?" <laughs> oh man, Milo becoming a joke in the crowd. <laughs> I was late. I was late for the ordinary reasons that people are late. I was at the hairdresser. <laughs> All right, Destiny. I have the personality I have. I'm sort of stuck with it now. Um, now your question, Destiny. Uh, you have five minutes to respond to this, and then I'll have three minutes to respond to that. Some would argue that a society without religion at its core would devolve into a nihilistic society, deprived of any meaning or purpose, how would you prevent in your society, non-Christian nationalist governing society from devolving into a nihilistic, meaningless society? I think that you have to have something greater than yourself to live for. And I think religion is like a really easy package to give somebody that kind of solves for a lot of those problems. Um, it gives you a nice guide for how to view the world. It gives you a nice guide for how to view your family. It gives you a nice guide for how to live an ethical life. And through that package, people feel like they have something greater than themselves to live for. I don't think it's impossible to have that thing without religion. But I think right now we're very politically fractured as a country, and it makes it really difficult for us to have those things. Um, so for instance, there are certain topics that are hotly contested that I don't think should be. So for instance, all of us includes BLM people, that includes people on the left, that includes anybody that might, you know, however far left you go, you should be able to say that. That shouldn't be ground that we cede uh, to, to people on the right. Alright, uh, I'm just gonna stop it there. The video keeps trying to load or whatever, but I think uh, we've got the gist of that conversation. Uh, there are some more funny clips um, 
it's the whole like two hour debate or something of that sort that I highly recommend y'all go check out if y'all want to see the whole thing but it's just I wanted to give my feedback on it because like every now and then you see something that you just You just can't let go. You just you just can't you just can't scroll past because you know this is the world we live in. But um, while I got you here, just want to say uh, if you're new to the channel, you're watching, or if you're new, listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, follow wherever you're listening. Uh, make sure that you know you check out the sponsorships in the description. Also, ways you can support the channel. You can donate. You can cash out. You can buy merch, you know, you can become a member of the YouTube channel. There are many different ways that you can support the channel and I can keep allowing myself to do what I'm doing. And it also lets me know that you appreciate what I'm doing and you want more of it. With that being said, I appreciate it spending this time with you all. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Like I always say, everybody, peace and glory. Be peaceful and be great. Until next time, I'm out.